0: So welcome, Chris. Um, really nice to, to get the opportunity to, to speak to you. Um, we first came across you in connection with the, with the Adopt-A-Medic initiative that you started in Australia. It'd be really nice if you could introduce yourself and, and tell us what sort of inspired you to come up with that idea.
1: Okay, um, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Chris Nicholas. Um, I'm in Perth, Western Australia. I started up the idea of the adopt a health Worker Group. Um, Quite simply, because one of my friends who's a nurse was struggling to get hold of some supplies over here just because her hours have increased um, with everything that's going on with COVID. So I put it out to her and a couple of other mates through a Facebook group. I expected to get 10 or 20 people involved in it. Um, we're currently up to just over 120,000 people across Australia that are involved in this group.
0: That's a, that's a pretty incredible number. How are you seeing um, people's engagement with the group materializing what are they you know what what's what are they offering what what help is coming your way
1: um so the idea of it i guess is that it's really a buddy system so an everyday person buddies up with a healthcare worker whether it be a doctor a nurse or um, anyone else who's really on the front line um and what they're offering really varies so we've had um you know kind of small scale things like people cooking meals for them and um filling their freezers full of food so they're not having to worry about cooking for themselves when they get home after a 15-hour shift, Um, to other things like we've had a few healthcare workers who have had to isolate, so people have offered up their um, Airbnbs free of charge. Um, So there's a real spectrum of different um, things that have been offered. And I hear that you're actually isolating at the moment yourself. Yeah, so I'm up to day nine of um, quarantine, so... Last week, I came down with a fever um, and have quite a few of the other symptoms. I haven't been tested over here because our testing is um, quite strict and sort of limited to healthcare professionals at the moment, which is fair enough. There's limited testing available. So let's get it to the people who need it the most. And
0: how are your how how's that working with your family in the house? Um, How are they dealing with your isolation?
1: Um, my wife's been really amazing. So she's got, we've got two small children. So we've got a two and a half year old and a six month old. They've been quarantined in the other part of the house. So, um, we're treating it as though that they may have it as well. They haven't had any symptoms, which has been fantastic, but, um, we've been under complete lockdown in our house for the last nine days. How how old are the kids? Uh, two and a half and six months old. So, so for
0: them, this is just um, this is quite quite surreal. For, well, certainly for the two and a half year old that she can't, you know, she can't see Daddy at the moment.
1: Yeah, look, that's been a bit hard, um, particularly over the last couple of days. So, um, I've got a nice big glass window behind me, or a sliding door that goes out into our back courtyard. Um, and there's been a few times where she's had a bit of a cry because I can't go out and play with her. Oh, okay.
0: Um, the if you were with there there's quite a lot of initiatives here in the u k as i'm sure there are elsewhere as well with with people coming together and banding together and and in many respects it's brought out the best side of society when you started your group how did you um and this is really kind of a helping other people grow similar groups how did you get the momentum going? What did you do? Obviously, it spread from your friends and then the friends of friends. But what was the the key bit of advice you would give people if they want to do an initiative like this um, in order to get that momentum going?
1: I think people need to see that it's practical. Um, I don't think people want to see pages about um, thoughts and prayers being sent out. So I think um, we had one very clear mission statement from the beginning which is to provide practical support for healthcare workers Um, and that in itself has really resonated with both sides of the equation so both the adoptees and the adopters. Um, I think allowing people to share what their experiences have been has been really important as well so um, both in terms of what people are going through at the moment in our hospital system and um, also just with the adoption process so allowing people to post gratitude Um, posts for the people that have adopted them
0: and Chris now that um, Australia like the UK is is kind of going into lockdown and and, and, and then inevitably Canada and the US and other countries will also do the same how are you changing your focus to reflect the fact there's obviously minimal social mobility
1: um, we're making sure that um, we're keeping the groups updated with um, the most recent advice from our health departments to make sure that they're fitting within um, what the restrictions are. Obviously, like everywhere, they're changing very rapidly. Um, so with that, obviously, the role of an adoptee and an adopter will change over that time. Um, the big one is ensuring that people meet those what's being sent out from the professionals and the people who are in the know. Um, And it may well be that for periods of time there isn't as much um, in the way of practical support, but the idea is once some of those restrictions are lifted, people can step back in and help them out because the idea is not to deal with a short game of just gifting. It's around looking after healthcare workers over the next six or 12 months or however long this um, situation lasts for.
0: And we've established a, um, based on your inspiration, a group here in the UK. Do you have um? have you got a message, have you got a message that um, you're able to pass to them?
1: Look, I think it's do what you can with what you've got. Um, there's always going to be restrictions on what we're able to do, but the key thing is to offer what you can. We're all in this together. Um, no one's coming out the other side without everyone else. So help each other out. That's a really good. Good phrase, actually,
0: Chris. And lastly, what do you see? You've mentioned that um, as we go past our respective peaks, um, there will still be lots of help that our healthcare need, healthcare workers need in the sort of on the other side. What do you
1: envisage the future to be for the group? Um, so we're currently um, working towards setting it up as a foundation over here, which means that. Um, it just improves the sustainability of it. So volunteers are obviously very keen, but, um, you know, we've all got jobs on the side that we need to be addressing as well. Um, So it's looking at ways in which we can manage it so it is sustainable so that we can still have managed um, and help to organise the volunteers into the future so that um, people as healthcare workers are still getting support all the way through until the end of the response to this situation, which, you know, is not overly soon by the looks of things.
0: Chris, that's about it from us. Um, it was really good to talk to you. I know that you've got lots of other things to be getting on with and a, and a massive group to be managing um, and help to be given. So it's been really good to speak to you. Hopefully we can catch up with you in, in a couple of weeks to see how things are progressing in Australia. And um, you know, And we'll put our efforts behind supporting the group here in the UK to get their message out as well. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks, Chris. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon.